Hello and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name's Roland Bodnam, and as ever, I'm joined <laughs> by the distinguished Isabel Chilman. Mm, I like that. I'm definitely not, <laughs> but I still like that. Just Hi. These. How are you doing, Isabel? Very well, thanks, Roland. How doing are you? Good. I'm doing okay, thank you. Yes, very, very happy. All all fed and, and watered and quite happy. I treat you good. <laughs> You do. Um, so welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. I think this is podcast 11 or 12 now. We're going oh, strong. Double digits. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing good. So um, let's begin with the happiness of a lovely bottle of wine. Isabel. <laughs> oh, now you've got a very good... Um, uh, um, You've got a very good off-license nearby. He wrapped it up in paper. Can you hear the... Ooh, oh, that's swanky, yeah, isn't it? No. Oh, am I just um, rough? We, <laughs> maybe it is. Just oh, he put paper. paper around it, bloody hell. Has he got um, money to throw down the drain? It's a lovely bottle of Bolla from Italy. Bolla? I've never heard of a Bolla. No, is it Bolla or is it Il, Il Cas, Calix? It's, got, it's one of them ones with two different oh, names on it. and I don't know if it's well. Oh, it's There's probably that. Names. Valpolicella. I reckon it's that. <laughs> it's from Italy. I don't think we've had an Italian one before. So, um, you know. Not so I um, remember. Uh, so, I'm going to open this. And while uh, I open this, Isabel, would you like to tell us um, what you've been up to this weekend? I had a fantastic weekend, actually. What did you do? Roland. My friend Lucy came over from Berlin. Oh, hi, Lucy. Weekend. She's such an angel. So I got to hang out with her and that was great. Lucy's the one whose cats listen to the podcast. That's her. Yes, <laughs> Ari and Uzi, her big fluffy cats were listening to the podcast Aww. on a video that I put on Instagram. Very cute. So that was great. And she came over and we went bowling with some friends. I did really badly and I was really angry about it. But I did quite well at pool. Um, and then yesterday we celebrated the... F- fictional day of Valentine's Day <laughs> which That's any so... Parks and Rec fans <laughs> listening will understand so if you don't know it so Valentine's Day is a day where all the gals get together um, and have a lovely time in each of us company <laughs> and we go for brunch so me and so there were 17 of us all together actually oh, that's a lot of gals um, a lot of gals but um yeah gals basically means girls and gay men only yeah. <laughs> no straight yeah. boys allowed yeah. it's you leave the men folk away and just have a nice time with the gals and i have been tired today oh, well I'm a bit shall croaky, we uh, actually. shall we do hair of the dog yeah Here we go. you ready oh christ Oh, did you spill? No, I did all right. <laughs> Hang on, let me get the chair. Knocked his chair over while God, it's very hard to open a bottle of wine for the microphone without spilling anything. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, give me that. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like we're in a bustly Italian restaurant. Here we go. Oh, careful. Jesus. I'm getting a bit blasé with that now, aren't I? This is your equipment you're going to ruin if you spill it. Here we go. I own none of it. Oh, lovely. It feels like the the good old days when we're both drinking. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so, shall we do some any other business? Any other business. Um, can I begin? Sure. Uh, Isabel. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm. we're big in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> you have been telling me. So, apparently, we're bigger in Sweden now than any other country in the world including the UK including the UK 
I feel like we should start doing the podcast in Swedish. I am learning Swedish <laughs> as soon as you leave. Uh, and it's still the only thing I know is hello. I know, it's literally... I'm just going to keep saying it. Hi! Hi, Sweden, we love so you. Over the weekend, they just started rocketing up and they haven't stopped. Those Swedish listeners are downloading our podcast at a rate of knots. I'm extremely happy. Also quite confused. As am I. So if- <laughs> listening to this podcast in Sweden and mm. you've become a recent listener mm. and weirdly everyone else in your town is also listening <laughs> to our podcast. Can you let us know why? Yeah, what's Not that we don't love you. I mean, we do adore you. But just... I mean, we know why because we're a hilarious podcast that is all inclusive. Obviously, we know yeah, why we know we're what, doing But so like, well. how... But what why? happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened over there? Something must have happened. Um, yeah, if you could tell us because we're very obviously over the moon but... <laughs> rather befuddled because social media hasn't gone up and if you are listening if you're one of our new listeners welcome um, well obviously welcome you're the best ones um could you also stop following us on twitter Mm. and instagram please yeah and rate review and subscribe on itunes because that is how we become bigger and we get a better bigger audience Mm. and everyone can listen to how wonderful and great we are (laughs) (laughs) because we're super cool um but our twitter is at EuphoriaCast. On Instagram, we are Euphoria Podcast. You can email us. We are on Euphoria Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Very much yeah. please. That would be very nice of you. We've had just had another new iTunes review, which was V <laughs> hilarious. Some great Lorene yeah, reference yeah, in there. Yeah. So um Chappy that put that, you are my new fave also. <laughs> I've got loads of faves right now. We're very and happy you're all them. Um, <laughs> So thank you so much to you Swedish listeners. And we said like, uh, was it last week that Sweden are our favourite? And it just, maybe it was just, we just say countries are our favourite. They just psychically meet. <laughs> um, but Sweden are my favourite. Sweden favorite. are our favourites, yeah. It's not, I um, love all the rest yeah. of you, but well, you're great on, too. Sweden. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I've just thought of something as well. And you have to leave this in. Don't cut this out. Okay. Um, lovely Matt Baker that we met. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've just realised I didn't text him back. Can you text me back? He texted me maybe oh. a, a while ago. Yeah. Matt, I love you. I hope you haven't stopped listening. I'm so sorry. I'm really. Oh, thank God. Okay. I'm really, I'm really bad. You will learn this, and Roland can testify to this that I'm terrible at contacting people. (laughs) But I am thinking of you, and I know that I need to message you. But it's just that I need to message you a big thing, and I keep putting off writing it. Yeah. But I'm sending it. Yeah. And you're, you're also my favourite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, While we're at saying hi to people as well, I did promise that we would say hi to Steve, who I'm pretty sure you would agree with me is one of our bigger, biggest fans. Oh, I um, think Steve might be and, our number one. <laughs> and he he always blogs uh, whenever we have a new episode, yeah. which is um, really nice to... So generous um, and so lovely for of him. him to do. So that's Steve and his blog, if you want to go check it out, is talkaboutpopmusic.com and he blogs about um, Eurovision a lot, but generally <laughs> pop music as well. Um, S- Steve, you are also... My favourite. <laughs> Doesn't belittle uh, the favourite. No, the you're all favorite. my favourites. Yeah. I've got a lot of favouritism to give out. <laughs> I'm full of it. Um, so thank you all. It, I mean, it's really nice and it's and it's really, um, it's nice to be putting this stuff out, but it's even nicer when you see that it's getting received well and yeah. people like it as well. So that's really Warms lovely. our little hearts. Gives us purpose in life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads of purpose, mate. <laughs> so uh, there we go. That's our any other business. It was slightly longer this week, but we had a lot to say. Isabel's oh, got a lot to say, mate. Should we do the news? Yeah. <laughs> 
Da, 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 da. Yeah, Revision News. Do you have any news? No. Uh, I always forget. I always forget. <laughs> I've got so, so, I've got some brief news, and uh, as we have a whole bunch more um, Swedish listeners, I thought we would um, uh, bias ourselves towards them and cover <laughs> the because we love you. We're pandering. Um, and cover the second semi-final of Melody Festival in 2017. That's not the theme tune, but yeah. So. Melody Festival and semi-final two has taken place and there are two people through to the final. Um, the first through to the final was a guy called Benjamin Ingrosso with a song called Good Lovin'. Mm. Oh, um, uh, But the second winner was a woman called Mariette with a song called A Million Years. Shall we have a quick listen? Yes, please. Yeah. Nice enough. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Like, I'd stick it on my Eurovision playlist, but, but I mean, it's no Ace Wilder. No, and it's probably no Laureen either. <laughs> oh, we'll wait and see. Um, she she looks a bit like, um, what was that show on T4 called with Suze? Oh. Um, something uh, It. Something, not Dig It. Um, no, Dig It was on oh, so, uh, so What? Or, <laughs> yeah, right? Or. Oh, God. It was, all, yeah, I know. I know which one you mean. If you know what it is, tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> she looks a bit like Sue. She's got dreadlocks, and she's yeah. sort of like just a yeah, just a. Was she was the girl? Uh, the girl that Sue's. She was who. Um, bust no. Yeah, yeah. Um, McFly's McFly, five colors in her hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I felt the same. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that song was that song was nice enough. Had a little bit of um, the sort of fluty kind of thing, which always good. Which always good for for Eurovision. I feel it contributes something. Um, however, my favourite one that I was hoping it would get through just for the controversy alone, uh, sadly didn't. And I'm not going to introduce it to you. I'm just going to play you a short clip. Okay. And I want you to try and guess why it may be controversial. If it got through. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm into it, but you can't say fuck on Eurovision. <laughs> About eight times she did. I don't know what she was planning on if the, if it didn't get, if it got through. But the Melfest people must have known she was saying it. Yeah. So they just must have thought, but well, they, if it gets through, we'll just change the word. I think, I think, and Swedish people, you can tell us if I'm wrong, but I think the Swedish Oh, have, they, they love English swear words. Yeah. And I think they're fairly <laughs> open with it. They On the yeah. one we watched, they said motherfucker, and it was just... Oh no! In, uh, as far as I'm aware, they all have 
if you can go into shops and they'll have English swear words playing in songs and stuff. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. They don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, so it's interesting, but that would have been slightly um, uh, difficult. It's a good but song, though. It was a good song. Didn't make it through, I think, probably because mm. they were aware that it was. Too much effing and jeffing. Yeah, so we'll keep you up to date up to date with all Melody Festival and thing. Right, that's our any other business and our news. I feel like we covered it uh, enough stuff. Then there's lots going on Tons though. Of lots of people being announced. Lots of different people. So if you think we should be covering something that we're not, um, tell us. You know how. Uh, <laughs> so just rewind the podcast a little bit. Yeah, right? not doing it again. Uh, Isabel, mm-hmm. it's your turn for a story this week. How fucking yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, so I thought, after last week, <laughs> last um, doing a podcast about someone... Horrible. Who, horrible, mm. who doesn't, you know, isn't inclusive and wonderful and a good egg. Yeah. I thought this week, I'm going to do one about an inclusive, wonderful, good egg. Yay. So for the, today's episode, I'd like to tell you about the Icelandic musical icon, Paul Oscar. Hmm, okay. Okay. So... Apologies from the start if I get any of these Icelandic names and words wrong. Actually, most of them, when I listen to them on the pronunciation thing on whatever I found on the internet, most Icelandic words just sound like how you should just say them. There's a lot of yeah. letters. If you just say it, that's how it sounds, really. Just push through. Just push through the fact yeah. that for an English person, there's too many consonants together. <laughs> <laughs> that's fundamentally it. So, Paul Oscar Hjlalm... There we go. <laughs> this is a struggle. Life is a struggle for me. Good start. Hjalmtisson. Okay. Yeah. Loads of consonants. Yeah. Was born on the 16th of March, 1970 in Reykjavik. Love the it. youngest of seven children. Ugh, too many. <laughs> His parents were a bank clerk and a writer. And as a child, he displayed artistic talent in drawing, writing fairy tales oh. and singing. Oh. His mother had him sing for the women in her sewing club and at family birthday parties. <laughs> How adorable <laughs> is it? He also spent much time singing in choirs and in media commercials and recorded his oh. first album at the age of seven. Wow. Another it's young like one. Another precocious Mozart, one. Beethoven, one of them. <laughs> one, one of them did something <laughs> young. I don't know. Not very... I'm not, I'm not very learned. <laughs> Although... Um, oh, actually, that's, I didn't put that in the beginning bit. From this point on, we're going to refer to him as his uh, as his stage name, mm-hmm. which is Paul Oscar. Paul Oscar. Easier Paul to Oscar. say. Much easier to yeah. say than <laughs> Chalmerson. <laughs> uh, although Paul's family encouraged his musical talent, his parents did not get along with each other. Oh. And he was bullied by his schoolmates. They had a bit of a tough time oh. growing up. Paul uh, recalled... My nickname at school was Little Pally, and Pally was chubby, nerdy, someone who never got jokes right, and who was afraid of other men. Oh, I know how he feels. <laughs> I'm right now. I'm fine now. I'm good now. <laughs> I thought you were still chubby and nerdy. Hey! Oh! Never got James right. Hey! Oh, Zing! At age 13, Paul realised that he found men attractive and came out to his family at 16. Uh, for the first day, there was nice talk of acceptance, though my father did raise his voice. On the second day and the third and the fourth, there was this terrible silence. Ooh. They treated me like an alien. Oh. However, his mother did become supportive. She said, 
If Paul has the talent to fall in love, he should nurture that talent. And he has as much a right to sit down at my table with his partner as anybody else does with their partner. That's beautiful. It's very beautiful turn of phrase, isn't it? If he has talent to fall in love. He should nurture that talent. That's beautiful. How lovely. I love that. There's a lot of lovely moments in this one. I've got a lot of talent for love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roland. Nasty boy. (laughs) <laughs> Move on moving quick. on in 1990 Paul won a talent contest for his college and later that year at the time of his graduation he played Frankenfurter to great success Aww. in the college's production of the Rocky Horror Picture Show perfect around the same time he began appearing in drag shows at a notorious Reykjavik nightclub I went to a house party uh, two weekends ago and the theme was F so dress up as anything beginning with F and everyone sort of like one person dressed up as a football fan and he just had a football shirt and you know so most of the costumes were cash uh, to say the least someone was Frankenfurter one guy dressed up as Frankenfurter <gasps> the Love full it. deal like tiny leather pants fishnet and tights fishnet tights and Excellent. the whole hair absolutely amazing like I gave him a hug out of just pure respect and because mm. I kind of wanted to feel that leather <laughs> Yes, Raylan. Uh, Let out like, your inner freak. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was amazing, and absolute respect for him for dressing up as Frankenfurter oh, when everyone else is dressed up as like put a football kit. If on. you're gonna do it, do, <laughs> do it, it properly. God damn it! I didn't do Janet. it. Janet. Hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, in the summer of 1993, Paul left Iceland for New York City, hey. where he met fellow Icelanders Johan Johansson and Sigurjon Kjartansson, who were then on tour with heavy metal band Ham. <laughs> I love those. What was the other one you called? Reinforced Concrete. As Reinforced well. Concrete. <laughs> they, have, they have the best names for bands, the, the heavy metalers. Uh, and he ends up becoming their groupie. Uh, he released his first album whilst over there called Groove Ooh. and also sang with Icelandic rock groups The Millionaires and Casino. Do you want me to try and pronounce The Millionaires in Icelandic? <laughs> yes, please. There are so many letters <laughs> in it. It's insane. Millionamaringa. Million, million <laughs> that just Close enough. Like someone enough. sort of started and then just sort of Close drifted enough. off at the end. Oh, I love um, the Icelandic So language. he sang with them while establishing a career as a solo artist. Mm. His album of ballads, um, which he then later released, was called Pally. Oh, with the nickname, no. Oh. Which he personally arranged, performed, and produced was the best-selling Icelandic album of 1995. No way. That's he's amazing. It. He's making it. Pally. And he named it, and he he's re... He's, he's, re, um, he's taking ownership of that nickname. Taking ownership of the he's word. taking it, and he became best-selling Icelandic album of 1995. Oh, fuck it? those bullies. Yeah. Fuck you, bullies. Fuck you. Paul's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so now, the year is 1997. Okay. The place is the Point Theatre in Dublin. Oh. The event... <gasps> the 42nd Eurovision Yay! Song Contest. <laughs> the audience had just seen the favourite and eventual winner of the competition, Katrina in the Waves, performing yeah. Love Shine a Light for the UK. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly they expected something, you know, for the end, end of the show, last song of the yeah. night, yeah. something inoffensive, yeah. fairly bland yeah. to yeah. round off the evening. A forgettable number. Yeah. Such Generally. As kind of anything that George yeah. has ever given to the contest. <laughs> <laughs> Kasabian um, last year. Yeah, that was exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fair Inoffensively enough. bland. Yeah, yeah, right. But instead, they got something that Terry Wogan described as the moment that PVC freaks have been waiting <gasps> for since the night began. Maybe since time began. 
Oh, God. That makes me miss Wogan more than anything. Oh, I miss it, PVC Tether. Freaks. Oh, what the yeah. hell has he done? <laughs> <laughs> so, Iceland rounded off the show that night with their entry, Paul Oscar, mm. singing Min Hinsti Dans, or My Final Dance. Well, good choice for the end of the night. Exactly right. Oh, very appropriate. So I'm going to set the scene visually. Yeah. yeah. I'll close my eyes. My eyes are closed. Okay, so the camera pans onto the stage. Mm-hmm. Paul is sat on a white sofa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks very 90s. Very 90s. Like if you were shown it and had to guess the era, 90s. you'd know it was 90s. 90s. You'd be like, Nin- before the sentence had been finished. <laughs> what if it, it's 90s. Shut the, just shut up, it's 90s, <laughs> obviously. He looks a lot like... Um, the lead singer from Placebo. Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah, no one does. Yeah. Because they're crap. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> looks a lot like him yeah. and has, he's got like eyeliner and yeah. dark and yeah. monochrome outfit and yeah. mm, great. Yeah. Paul is also surrounded by reclining latex clad women. <laughs> oh, climbing. Now I'm going to show you a little clip now, Roland. Okay. So you can listen to a bit of this song yeah. and have a look at the video. Yeah. Be, now, I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> These outfits are very sexy. Oh okay, don't get too excited. I need a bucket of ice. Very <laughs> sexy. That's the hell. He's, <laughs> he's doing a lot around his crotch area. <laughs> Good job this was towards the end of the night. The kids have gone to bed. Saucy. <laughs> this one's for the dads. <laughs> Bit of blue. Wow. Yeah. That's quite... He's got a, He's got the hint of the Gary Newman about him as well. Gary Newman, he's that's it. He's got a touch of Gary Newman. Definitely. Um, those... Where can I get that suit? <laughs> that... <laughs> doesn't it's care about a- all the sexy ladies. <laughs> How do I get that? A suit? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, sexy ladies too. Yeah, there's... Ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh, sexy ladies. But that suit. <laughs> so, um, just, to, just to give it a bit, a bit of description. Oh, yeah, okay. For anyone who's not seen it. The performance uh, involves both Paul and his female dancers performing very kinky <laughs> gestures yeah. and adopting very sexually suggestive poses with each other. Yeah. And is still considered today one of Eurovision's most risque and erotic he definitely did a lot of like crotch not even grabbing kind of just like rubbing just kind of slapping and rubbing and like <laughs> oh, there's there's hell. heels that get put in between his legs and it's I tell you, I tell you what I couldn't wear, I would sweat buckets Ooh. if I was in that suit it would be awful oh it's warm oh god worn- it's a proper full <laughs> b- <laughs> I, I mean it doesn't surprise me as well um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little glimpse there into Isabel's <laughs> private life. Well, um, you know, but he it is a full PVC suit he's wearing. He looks fantastic. He though. looks amazing, and on a leather sofa as well. And he's like, this That's is his so this his face to me says this is my crowning moment of glory. <laughs> like he couldn't have asked for like this is. Yeah. His moment. Oh, oh, hell yeah. So the song, which he co-wrote as well, is sung from the perspective of a man who has lived a hedonistic life. Ooh. So lyrics include crystal champagne, pearls, porcelain, diamonds for dinner, love for dessert. Oh, wow, I love that line. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, but the song kind of appears, so it, it appears that the, the man singing it is either giving up this lifestyle or mm. preparing to die. Oh my so the lyrics are unclear on this point. But he sings, however, um, that I never regret a thing, never regret. 
So to the listener, the fact that this song was sung in Icelandic because the singing in your own language rule was in place until 1999. Oh, you had to. You yeah, had it was to. In place. Yeah, yeah, I read about that, and I sort mm. of just skimmed over it. But you had to sing in your own language. So this was sung in Icelandic, Bloody and hell. it gave the song. You know, when you listen to it, is a bit more of a, a kind of sinister feeling. Because yeah. if you're not, if you don't understand Icelandic, you you're just like, what quite, is going on? You think it's all about women in latex <laughs> and grabbing your crotch. <laughs> yeah, but in fact, rather than it being a song of you know praise of kinkiness mm. uh, and and PVC and other yeah. white white clean yeah. <laughs> materials, <laughs> oh, um, it was it well, you know it was it was it was about decadence and hedonism and giving up um that aspect of your life and leaving that part of your life yeah, behind yeah a final goodbye a final goodbye <laughs> to latex <laughs> never say goodbye to latex <laughs> i never will <laughs> so oh, okay moving on um so sadly the song only received 18 points Aww. and came 20th in a place of 25. From the PVC freaks. <laughs> from, from the PVC freaks. You can't, if you're in with your family and you, your mum goes, <laughs> who are you voting for? You can't... Ooh, the PVC guys? You know those guys that were rubbing their crotches? I think, I think yeah, it's slightly difficult to do that in front of your family. <laughs> a little bit. Um, however, this was an interesting thing that I found. It is worth noting that 1997, the year of the, the century, yeah. was the first year in which televoting was allowed in five countries. Oh. Okay? Austria, Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK were all allowed televoting that wow. year. Wow. Terry Wogan, again, God bless him, he was a wonderful <laughs> man, speculated at the time that this may lead to what he called post-pub voting, uh. where inebriated televoters vote for amusing or weird songs, particularly if they come later on in the running order. So the yeah. later on in the evening, the more drunk, drunk you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He may have been correct, as one third of Iceland's points came from uh, came from the UK, oh. and 16 out of their final tally of 18 were from the televoting countries. Yeah. So only two points they received out of side of those five televoting countries. Uh, so most likely he was correct about that. Like oh. drunk people going, ah, oh, this is easy to vote for this. Great, isn't it? Although I reckon the uh, judges just get drunk as well by that point. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think if I was a judge, I'd get absolutely plastered by the end of it. It'd be amazing. I take everyone's very seriously. Oh yeah, come on. There's got to be one country that the people just get absolutely plastered and then go home and like, I can't even remember what I voted for. <laughs> I know. Who do you think that country is? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Oh, who's the sassiest? Oh, I don't know. I want to know who it is. I want to know who the drunk judge is. <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately, it didn't do very well in the competition. No. But the daring presentation of the performance attracted worldwide attention, especially amongst the gay audience. Of course. Um, and made him known uh, around the world. Um, and it is, it's been discussed that the performance as well was very ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, in terms of it being something that was not in 1997, was very ooh, out there. Yeah. But actually... I mean, it's nothing to really raise your eyebrows at nowadays. No. We've said it before, like, Eurovision is, for a lot of people, and all across Europe, you know, there's a very diverse range of, um, from very, very liberal to very, very conservative, um, you know, cultures in Europe. And so these are the things, a lot of the time, that introduce those things to the life. So whether it's a fetish uh, thing, or whether it's... uh, uh, a homosexual thing or a, a transgender <laughs> thing no no but that that like introdu- introduction of that idea into those into households that maybe would not have had access to that is most of the time a lot of the time that happens through Eurovision yeah 
Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. So, Eurovision has such a huge audience. Did you see all the stuff online actually this week because of the NFL? Yes, yeah. the Super tweets. Bowl. Yeah, the, yeah, for the Super Bowl. That's it. Of people like the tweets from all these Super Bowl fans saying, "Yeah, it's the biggest audience ever to watch anything on TV ever," and all these Eurovision fans are like, uh, <laughs> "I mean, no." That's like a hundred million that's, more. What? That's really cute of you, but Eurovision destroys you. <laughs> it's amazing that it does as well. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's so many bigger. people. Absolutely amazing. Um, okay, so the year after Paul entered uh, Eurovision, <gasps> he appeared on the Channel 4 programme, A Song for Euro Trash, a one-off oh. special of the British Channel 4 TV series, Euro Trash. <sighs> now, I have not... Well, at first, when I when I read this, I was like, oh my God, I need to watch that. Yeah. And then when I looked it up, I haven't watched it because I, I think we should have a night where we get drink wine and watch it together. I watched it at the time. I Did remember you? watching this. So Eurotrash was something that was, um, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it was a very risque Channel 4 TV series um, that um, was not for children of my age when it was on, but was the show that me and I, a lot of people I know would either um, would sneak downstairs and watch when their parents were in bed it, or they came across it one night on TV and were like um, shouldn't be watching this it, it's but sort it's of, great it sort of pastiched what all of like the sort of very conservative English people thought the rest of Europe was like absolutely so it was like hosted by this like very um very good looking but sort of like nonchalant French man and it had a lot of sex and a lot of like smoking and philosophy and drinking and weird kind of a lot of nudity yes yeah, so it, it was hilarious it was a guy, it was it was a guy called parody. Antoine and John Paul Gaultier would present it as well yeah and they'd have Lola Ferrari on it and it was all yeah very ridiculous in terms of oh we are so we are ridiculous yeah. European people like yeah. but you know totally camping it up yeah. in terms of what English people think Europe yeah. is like yeah so all about sex and wine and smoking yeah. and cured meats and weird <laughs> fetishes and it was hilarious it still is hilarious yeah. um but I totally actually remember seeing Paul Oscar on this but no. not having any so what was at it? the time really understanding of what so on the show Paul sampled Icelandic delicacies such that- as goat's testicles <laughs> and talked about his love for Eurovision oh how gay can you get he said <laughs> a very prescient comment given that Dana International would win the contest just one week Yay. later <laughs> he was predicting it oh. he loves Eurovision yeah since oh. then, Paul has remained an extremely successful musician in Iceland, oh. widely regarded as Iceland's biggest pop star. Oh my God. He performs regularly as a DJ in Reykjavik and is a regular guest on radio oh. and TV shows and has appeared on a, as a judge on the Icelandic versions of Pop Idol and The X Factor. No Factors. way. Oh, he's, he's proper. Huge. He's, he's like huge. Yeah. Big time. Big, big time. He has an exhibit in the Icelandic Museum of Rock and Roll. No. Yeah. Where he donated uh, almost everything he's collected related to his music career, including tailor-made dresses from when he did drag oh and costumes God. from his um, non-drag performances, mm. handwritten diaries, drawings dating back to his childhood, all the gold and platinum albums he has, posters of concerts and dances, uh, and the original text and music sheets of most of his known songs. It sounds like it's just a museum of him. <laughs> he's just like filled it up. I'll give you all but of he it. Ha- he has a whole section. That's oh my like, God, he's, he's got a whole section. They adore him. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, he stayed a Eurovision fan as well. As in 2011, he said he would eat his hat if that year's Icelandic Eurovision entry coming home made it through the semi-finals. The song did. 
And oh, upon turning up at Bilgajan radio station, Paul was treated to a specially made cake-based hat, which he <laughs> ate live on air. <laughs> oh, he he went through with it. Good he on him. He is a fun, fun man. My God, I was so I'm so happy that he's popular <laughs> because I was worried that it was going to be like that was his moment. And you can see in his, like I said, you can see in his face that like he is. Oh, he is owning that, that moment performance and, like, so he, much. Like, and I was worried that then he would sort of fade into obscurity, and that would be. Nah, nah, he nah, fucking nah, nah. is you don't need to worry about Paul. ruling the Mm-mm-mm. fucking roost hell yeah he is <laughs> paul is also very out and mm. very very proud yeah relentlessly fighting for gay rights both in iceland and abroad it's been said that it is largely thanks to him that iceland is now known as one of the most gay friendly countries in oh the world my God. Imagine being that person that's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can come in and be whatever you want. Oh, why? Oh, because of me. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know, I'm the reason. <laughs> you can touch me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what made me laugh as well when I wrote this down on my notes, um, Microsoft Word wanted me to, it still has underlined the words most gay because the, the, as part of the sentence most gay friendly yeah. and because it, it wants me to change it to most gayest country. <laughs> Microsoft Word, no. no. that's not right. No, no. I know right. what I'm writing. <laughs> if Isabel knows her gaze. <laughs> exactly. Um, he has what is uh, apparent in, with a lot of strong gay icons. Mm. Um, so thinking of maybe like George Michael or Freddie Mercury, yeah. that he is very brash and even very rude when it comes to discussing uh, gay concerns, especially gay sex. He is not afraid to talk no. about it. No. As, he shouldn't be because no. why should he no. so Matthias Mattiason director of Samtukin 78 which is Iceland's gay and lesbian rights group has commented on him saying he says things I could never say mm. but he is an exquisite addition to the gay voice in Iceland yeah exquisite addition yeah. so cute love it <laughs> As a gay activist, Paul has helped to organise gay pride festivals in Reykjavik uh, and can regularly be seen performing at gay pride events, uh, often aboard. Uh, There's some great photos of him aboard, uh, like a um, very flamboyant floats. There's one of him on top of a swan. And there's one which is like a a rainbow uh, Viking boat. Oh my God. (laughs) Which is pretty great. Oh my God, that must be amazing. He's so awesome. Yeah. and in December 2016, Paul hosted his very own men-only party in Reykjavik. Mm, Just missed that one, Roland. Damn it, I should have gone over. <laughs> Let me know if it's an annual thing. Well, we have, I don't know how, it, how uh, what it was like, but we have some, I found some quotes from talking about it. This is a private party for men only, mm. but special men only events uh, have been few and far between in Iceland, to say the least. And I want to make my contribution to change that, said Paul. This is an experiment I want to do because I personally miss men only parties where you get the chance to meet gay guys in an environment created by themselves and on their terms. Mm. That's extremely important to me, he adds. I feel like I feel like I shouldn't really go now. <laughs> no, 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 listen to this. When asked if straight men were welcome to attend oh. or even if they would attend, Paul replied, I can't say. That's also part of the experiment. I have a beautiful relationship with straight men, a mutual respect that was non-existent many years ago. I think it was created around the time when I released my single All For Love in 2006. Then I noticed that straight men became less shy to show up to my parties and concerts. I cherish this bond. But of course, no one is going to be asked about their sexual orientation. That's very fair. And so I'm going. What a good (laughs) man. That is is such a lovely attitude. Such um, a bloody lovely attitude. Yeah. He gets better. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like this is doing so much to just, like, cleanse from last week. I'm oh, feeling all warm inside. I mean, it's partially so nice. the wine, but... 
It, oh, it's definitely a lot of the wine. We've got, we've got through that, haven't we? Well, I think it's mainly been me. You've been talking and be like, oh, I have a top up. Glass. No, I had a top up. Uh. In 2015, Paul appeared in Stunden... So again, apologies yeah. if I say this wrong. In, but he appeared in Stunden Ocker, a long-running Icelandic TV show for children. The clip shows a female colleague asking him, do you have a girlfriend? And Paul replies, no, I don't. And I'm never going to have any girlfriends because I don't get crushes on girls. I get crushes on guys because I'm gay. When the colleague goes on to ask, when did you know you were attracted to guys and not girls? Paul replies, you're just born this way. Some guys like guys, some guys like girls. Some girls like guys, some girls like girls. You can't decide what makes your heart beat. It just beats. Think about what it would be like to live in a world where it didn't matter who you were attracted to. We just need to create that world. It's our responsibility. I just fell in love with Iceland. <laughs> oh, God. How beautiful is that? That was so beautiful. And that... it's not... I've like You can watch the clip online. It's very easy to find. Yeah. It is not dumbed down. It's no. not babying to children. No. It is... Um, so the actual full length of the clip is that this colleague, this female colleague mm. basically comes up to him and she's, it's like she's interested in him. She's yeah. like, oh, have you got a girlfriend? Uh, I'm going to go on a date. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, no, no sorry, no. love. I'm gay. So- and this is the reasons why. And they have this beautiful hug at the end. And she's like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's just so, such a wonderful grown up way to explain yeah. sexuality to children. Yeah. Oh, feeling quite, oh, <laughs> quite emotional. Isn't it lovely? It's amazing. Paul is still to this day regarded as a true Icelandic icon ever there was one and remains one of Iceland's most loved and flamboyant pop stars alongside being an inspiring gay activist yeah one article I read described him as an absolute gift to mankind he is <laughs> oh I'm getting teary it's so nice and I'm drunk he is so lovely he is uh, absolutely a larger than life personality and um references once so I'm going to end my bit about Paul on a quote from him uh, and when he was talking about his very larger than life personality, he said, as a working place, Iceland will be too small for me. Actually, it already is. But I am an Icelander. I will always keep a home here. My roots are so valuable to me and I wouldn't change them for a sack of gold. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy. He is a beautiful soul. Oh, God. I love him so much. Yeah. And I'm so, so happy. That's amazing. He is just so loved by his country as well oh my god and i didn't know anything about him like we occasionally we we know a little bit about what we're talking Mm -hmm. about just through because we end up looking at different things and then work out the story that we're going to tell i knew nothing about him and isn't he the greatest and he's he's just the greatest he's so good oh my god that is amazing Really inspiring wonderful man he is just he's yeah absolutely look him up and watch his his videos are fantastic as well like he's done some yeah start with fat. the Eurovision video he's because fat. that you get oh, a good idea of what's hell. going on oh my god and then just look at everything else he's ever yeah. done and read about him he's just so wonderful and he's so loved and is clearly a very good soul and I think and it's, you, we all need more good souls in and the it's world so it makes me like I love Iceland I've never been there I like the idea of Iceland but it makes me like <laughs> yeah. it makes me love Iceland even more that he's been embraced and celebrated yeah. and he is a true like idol for the country and and is celebrated it's amazing it's, it's beautiful thank you Isabel for that lovely story oh, you're very welcome it was so nice I researching feel, it I feel like um uh we should move on now and I feel like it's actually uh, worked out quite nicely so uh we're going to move on to the bit of the podcast where I play my song that could be a Eurovision entry. 
Uh-oh. And then Isabel tells me whether or not it will be. Uh, tell him, no, it's really not, mate. Shut <laughs> up. So I think for this one, um, I want you to picture me dressed in that PVC suit. <laughs> On a leather sofa, surrounded by... Surrounded by women in um, fishnet stockings and, and mm. PVC... Um, I'm into that. Whatever they are. Um, and it's not quite the same thing, but um, shall I just play it? I'll tell you the name. Yeah. The name of this song is The Serious Song. Okay. What you watching all up on the dance floor People round you make you wanna jump more Melodies and rhythm of the bass Gonna build up and hustle in this place Body and soul are perfectly aligned Blood is pumping, synchronizing time Breathing heavy, starting pistol set Bodies moving, glistening with sweat You think I'm not serious You think I'm messing around It's about to get serious With the beat of the sound You better hold on to this beat, yeah Before you're crawling on the ground Cause if you're doubting what I'm telling you If you think I'm messing around well, I'm serious Come take my hand and we dance through the night We'll take a stand and we'll shine oh so bright I'm serious Got the feeling, now you've got the step We're never looking backwards, never feel regret First you get the good ones, then you get the great Find yourself a partner, find yourself a mate Pop it, lock it, and then we'll let it go We'll never let it stop, no we'll never end the show When the big beat drops and the people walk away I'll look you in the eye and remember what I say I'm serious I'm serious I'm serious It was only a matter of time before you did a little rap, wasn't it? I feel like it was it was a rap in sort of Euro, in the vein of Eurovision. It was um... oh, definitely. You've, that's a German Eurovision entry. Mm, yeah, there was some real pumping beats there. Woo, was there? Woo. Definitely appropriate for a sort of PVC leather clad, sort of uh, sweaty. Yeah, um, yeah, vibe. that needs to be like super camp, yeah. super weird. Well, a bit like I'm imagining a sort of Verka get up, someone like a, a real big character. Yeah, um, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. absolutely sort of like walking on stage and owning it and owning that song and just yeah. being like, Ugh, it's a sweaty song about leather and something being serious. <laughs> <laughs> what are you being serious about? I'm just serious. You're just really, I'm just, just being. Dead I'm, like, I'm not fucking around. Oh, it's I'm just dead serious. serious I'm dead serious. Have you met Merlin is just dead serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Everything I say, I'm serious. Oh, it's bloody serious. <laughs> there's not really. It's a, not a, joking. A, the, uh, <laughs> the whole song, there's there's not really like much meaning. It was just words that sort of that made that rhymed that, and that rhymed and that fitted in with a rhythm. Yeah. It was very fast and yeah. very like. <laughs> Also, it's my first foray into autotune, and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of autotune in coming songs. Yeah, no, you, I mean, no, I completely 100% um, support the fact that that is a Eurovision song. (laughs) I don't know why I'm justifying myself. You've made a German Eurovision entry. Yes, I have. Um, But is it a German Eurovision entry that would do well? Mm, 
well, let's have a li- let's have a little think. I'm going to pose the question to you, Isabel. Isabel, very well, land. <laughs> what score would you give the serious song? Seesaw set, seesaw set, seesaw set. You can't give a half point. Think about the auto tune bit. That was good, wasn't it? And the bit where it goes. I'm serious. I mean, I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'll give you set. Yay! Seven! (laughs) We've had not a bad. We've had a couple of weeks of seven. That's good. You know what, though? Those sort of songs that are like fun and that you really enjoy on the night like t- for that to be honest ba-dum, ba-dum, yeah. Ba-dum. yeah like if i was watching that drunk yeah. on the night i'd be like yes germany yeah yeah um but afterwards I'd be like of course i'm not gonna win but this is amazing yeah, exactly at the time. and like yeah. it breaks up the fucking ballad from some country and the ballad oh, from another weird folk song I mean, yeah, that just like, oh. with an instrument that you've never heard of before oh, yeah no so that's that's really what i was going for with yeah that i'll give song, you a set it? yeah good thanks very much well done roland <laughs> uh so that's a good point and um we are at some point <laughs> going to go back over all the songs and i'm sure i'm going to release an album at some point i'm sure uh, he's going to get big enough in sweden <laughs> to release an album <laughs> um so as isabel said at the start of the show it's always so good to hear from you so please we, we bloody love it um so um yeah you can get in touch with us send us an email at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com with- and also send us any songs oh my god so yeah. come on sweden, now sweden sweden you are the pop song writing people of the bloody world yeah. there are so many of you writing imagine, amazing pop songs one of you listening must be able to do so i imagine so write and make a song and bloody send it in so roland can have a week off otherwise you're bad fans <laughs> oh my god jesus i'm Christ. not no i love you you're my favorite i love you <laughs> you can also get in touch with us on twitter at EuphoriaCast and on instagram at euphoria podcast and yes. it's always lovely to hear from you <laughs> This is the bit where I always slow down my speaking because I have to work out what I'm saying at the end. Yeah. As we say at the end of every podcast, our weekly sign-off. Oh, I love me a PVC suit, but the thing is... You get, you get quite a sweaty, sweaty crop quite quickly. <laughs> Anything that's a bit... No! Bits that are too close no. together. Right. Thanks for listening, like, guys! And guys! And guys. And the boob as well. Goodbye! <laughs>